Hey guys, this is Sam and Maki, two friends born in the U.S. and raised in African families pursuing wholeness, whatever that means. This is a podcast for us by us. So come take a seat at the table and let's chop it up. because i feel like this being the last episode by the way hi guys welcome to another episode (laughs) of am i whole yet this is your host sam and maki what's good so we're recording the last episode of 2020 and i was just about to say maki it's hard because it feels like this episode should be like the most like high energy hype one but i feel very opposite right now yeah i feel very tired And low Mm -hmm. and triggered. (laughs) Very triggered. Yeah, we're both back home for the holidays. And as many of you know, sometimes when you're in that environment that you're familiar with or the environment that created a lot of your dysfunction, there's a lot of triggers. So I'm just, you know, trying to work through it. It's been, it's different because usually when I'm in my like my spot you know I can have time to myself and it's like I'm in my space that I made um Mm -hmm. but like I mean I still am having like good interactions with my family so don't get me wrong but same yeah it is it's like literally the location you know like that can be sometimes triggering so yeah where so this episode I really wanted us to take some time to Reflect on the year 2020 and also kind of name our intentions for 2021, not just for like ourselves, because I think it's very powerful when you speak things out loud and when you write things down, Mm -hmm. but also so that we can be held accountable by the people that listen, by our friends and our listeners. So that's kind of where I would like to take the direction of this episode. And of course, you know whatever comes up i would love to discuss as well sure Mm -hmm. that's good 2020 where do where do i even start (laughs) um when i like think back to this year Mm -hmm. just like i don't remember anything outside of the pandemic like i don't Mm -hmm. remember anything outside of lockdown like the first three months of this year Aside from the tragedy of uh, Kobe Bryant's death uh, and Gigi, apart from that, I really don't remember what the hell January, February, or March were about, like, mm-hmm. honestly. But when I think back to this year, I think although it's forced a lot of people to sit down and really face themselves, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've been running. <laughs> <laughs> what you've been running from everything sis Mm -hmm. like covid and not having anywhere to go and being under lockdown has forced me to be isolated more um and i've learned outside of like me escaping 
in certain seasons or certain times of the year. I've learned that actually about myself that I'm actually a quality over quantity person because mm. I remember when I first moved to Philly and like my goal was to just recreate um, the life that I had in college and prior to that, which was I always had a really big group of friends. I always had a very diverse group of friends, always had people to hang out with, people to do things with. So I was trying to do that when I first moved to Philly. But then this year, because there weren't many like social gatherings, mm-hmm. th- there were no places to meet people. And also the year before I lost a lot of the friends that I had made in Philly. So then this year I thought that I would be lonely, but I actually experienced loneliness less because the few people that I had connections with were so like valuable and so fulfilling that I didn't really want for anything beyond that. Mm -hmm. So although I had less access to people and less people to talk to in a very, very small circle of friend and friends in Philly, I felt very fulfilled in that area. Like mm. I didn't feel lonely at all. So I definitely learned that about myself in terms of like my social life. That's crazy. Cause That's- I knew you when you were like, you know, always hanging out with people, always had a big group. So many people yeah. know you, blah, blah, blah in Cincinnati. And so- that's cool that you made that change. I realize that about yourself. You feel like it's more of a change or this was always true. You're just like kind of embracing it. Um, I think it's true for this season in my life. I think because I think prior to that, for that season of my life, when I was younger, when I was in college, that Samantha did want and need more connection and more, you know, a bigger circle. Um, But I think when you go on a journey of like self-discovery, you trim, you trim the fat regardless. Like it's Mm kind of something that happens naturally too. That's one of many things I've learned. What about you? One of many things. I would say 2020 has been interesting. I feel like there's a part of me that like doesn't want to reflect because I was like, there's some hard stuff back there. Mm, I'm like, go I don't, into it, sis. Go into it. I don't want to think about it right now. That's what I'm Tap feeling. In. Oh, man. Last January was very difficult. Um, that's kind of mm. where I'm going at first. <clears throat> I was in a hard situation and interpersonally and with work. And it was just the most... There was some misconduct. There was just, it was bad. Um, And it was the worst. Like 2019 was also a trash year, but it really culminated in January of 2020. And that's when I moved out of my old apartment and I got this new place. Um, But my dad came down. I was in Louisiana at the time. My dad came down to move me in. And that just meant a lot to me. you know, that he, like, helped me, I mean, like, I didn't have that much stuff, like, he didn't have to, but he, like, bought a ticket, and, like, came down, and, like, you know, just, like, spent a couple days with me, um, and I guess I just, like, wasn't used to, like, relying on my family in, like, Mm -hmm. really, really hard things like that, like, and, yeah, I just was thinking back to that, that moment, I was, like, that kind of helped me, like, think about 
a different chapter after I moved. Like moving to a new place was just really, it just was such a like closing that door, trying to open a new one. Um, Mm -hmm. And my dad being there and even getting to spend some time like in New Orleans together. Like I'd walked him through like um, Bourbon Street and it was just like, Mm that's a crazy street like you don't know what you about to see and i was like this uh dad don't do i was where i was being ratchet two years ago dad but um no no on. no 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 i was like don't look that way don't look this way like i felt like i was his parent i was like no this is too inappropriate for him <laughs> um and i was like going to therapy like pretty consistently like if I had a bad week I was in there two times like it was it was like I'm like this is my lifeline like I'm not this is I'm investing this is it um and I feel like being in that new place like my old place was just like the most triggering like anxiety producing like location for me environment for me but the fact that I moved then and then I went to um Toronto to see my niece and my older sister um this was like end of february during like mardi gras and people was already wearing masks at this point and i was like what is this coronavirus huh what is this like i wasn't really getting what was happening Hmm. (laughs) and two weeks later whole country shut down you didn't know i didn't know i was gonna be stuck on the other side um but all that to say is like even through the hardest 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 probably the hardest time in my life I'm not gonna lie to you my adult life especially um those like few things like I saw like little glimmers of like care by um by God it to Mm. imagine like being shut down in that old apartment like I would have not survived that would have been just like my goodness the worst situation you know and I just I had a much nicer place like so much more comfortable I had another Mm -hmm. roommate but she was like doing her own thing but she was also very very cool um Mm -hmm. just like a nice safe place to be and I could spend I like my alone time so like I had my own room I had my own nice bathroom like Mm -hmm. it just was like for me that was like a serious like provision um yeah. when I didn't know that I needed it and uh you know to see my sister and my niece and then go into that season I just feel like it really held me over and then having my therapy too like I would not have survived yeah. <laughs> without um that safe place and um you know those things in my life so I feel like I'm still recovering from 2020 um <laughs> And at that point, it was, like, straight-up survival. Like, I'm not about Mm. to make it. But now I'm, like, really – I'm starting to feel like I might have, like, energy or capacity to, like, hope for the future, which I didn't have before. Because I was like, at this point, I'm just trying to make it. I can't even think about tomorrow because today is, Mm. like, wrecking me. But, um, yeah – You know what's funny? As you're speaking, I'm feeling a lot of like heaviness come up for me right now. And I I don't necessarily know. I think I can attribute it to a lot of things, um, but I don't know specifically the root of it right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't 
I don't want to put up a front and just think or say that I'm I'm all good and everything is great. Yeah. But I just feel a lot of heaviness and I think I'm still learning to process and balance um to like balance when I do feel very like strong emotions or strong feelings of like sadness or overwhelming or you know feeling overwhelmed or anxious or really sad I'm trying to balance like allowing myself to like feel and go into that Mm -hmm. and then not really falling into it too deeply sure and that balancing act is something that I've been doing this whole year and I think I'm still I don't have it down packed yet because I find that I numb myself a little bit so that I don't go into the feelings too much. Like I'll feel them for a little, but then I'll kind of like move past them very quickly and not allow myself to fully grieve because when I, in the past, when I've allowed myself to fully grieve, I've either fallen into a deep depression or like just opened up a Pandora's box when it Mm -hmm. comes to, whatever it is I'm whatever topic it is that I'm grieving about ends up just kind of snowballing into one thing and another and then another and then another mm-hmm. so um and it took me a very long time to pull myself out of the darkness if you could call it that so mm-hmm. now I just tread very lightly with my emotions they be coming up and I'm like okay I see you I hear you but you're not allowed to reside here for too long because you gonna try to take over the place mm. yeah so that's real though i'm sad today y'all i'm not gonna lie i'm sad but i i don't necessarily know why or maybe i'm just not ready to go into why yeah as deeply it's it's good to know like when it's a skill to know like when you can go deeper into that emotion and when it's best to be like, I, you know, I don't have the support right now or I don't have the capacity right now to like go deeper into it. Um, so I wonder, like, are, are you like distracting yourself because you're it's like too scary to go into it or you're like, I just don't have the time right now. Like, I'll, I'm going to circle back later or like. I feel like I'm not going into my feelings um, too much right now just because there's nothing that I can do to change the circumstances around why I feel that way. Mm. So for now, I don't really want to sit in those feelings because all I all it is going to be is just sitting in them. There's nothing there's really no no changing them because the situation is what it is. Um so it's kind of like just not right now you know and I want to also like be very intentional in saying that like I've also experienced a lot of grace this year from God and a lot of like protection and a lot of support so Although I do feel a little bit sad, I can also acknowledge that like God has been so good to me this Mm -hmm. year and he's shown up for me in ways that I could not have imagined or expected because in my eyes, I spent a very long time, especially this year, like kind of like rejecting 
the God that I knew, like Christian, because I was raised in a Christian household. So I spent a lot of time like questioning it, rejecting the notion of God through like the Christian faith um, and all of that. So for me, the way I was raised, I should be feeling ashamed right now. I should be feeling like, like, oh, I've rejected God and he's had my back. I can't believe it. Like, what is wrong with me type of thing? That's how, that's what was programmed into me. Like, when you Mm -hmm. turn your back on God, you better come down, like, kiss his feet and be, like, super, like, you know what I mean? Just feel Mm -hmm. really bad for doing that. But the way I'm feeling about it is um, God created me and he gave me free will. Um, And what I've, my process in, like, getting to know God and my faith has been me exercising my free will as me like actually questioning as a human being as someone who is curious about things Mm -hmm. it's just been me being like this doesn't feel right I don't like the way this feels I don't like this interpretation like why do we do this this way why do we I don't like you know what I mean like just Mm -hmm. questioning which a human is allowed to do Mm -hmm. um and I feel like the through the process of questioning I was then able to see a new like have a new understanding of God and who he is and like a new understanding of like seeing him through the lens of like being his child and being something that he cherishes and like intentionally created and has my back. And you know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. even though I was questioning, I still don't feel like he punished me the way I was told he would punish Mm -hmm. me when growing up. Mm -hmm. So that in itself has like, really opened my eyes to who God is, how much he loves me and how much he like really just wants me to know more of him so that I can navigate life feeling supported when there's no like physical support, like human support, like just Mm. knowing that he, 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 he will always be there. So that's part of my journey makes my heart, feel very happy and I'm just very grateful for the journey that I've I've been on when it comes to my faith and where I am right now and where I'm going to be I'm just happy to be back I knocked on the door and Jesus said come in girl come on in (laughs) let's talk so finally bitches (laughs) (laughs) hey angel Gabriel I'm here (laughs) Angel Gabriel rolling his eyes like. (sighs) (laughs) This bitch. We just had to get her out of that situation last week. Gabe, come on now. Scoot over. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. That's so cool. You know, I learn learn a lot about how you've, um, like, journeyed spiritually. Um and I think like it it just makes so much sense on this side of it, like how you exploring and asking questions and like um like taking your time would be the way that you would kind of discover who God really is because I mean, I also grew up in the African church, and I know what it is like back home. It's like you're not allowed to question you're not allowed to um you know, be to tell the truth. Um, and you see a lot of, uh, spiritual abuse, um, you know, where people in leadership 
they have a lot of power and they abuse it. Mm-hmm. Um, you see that a lot in the church. And so I just think it's really, it's really encouraging. It's really cool to, to see you like actually do the opposite of that and know that like God welcomes that, like he's not fragile, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, like how dare you question me? Like, um, but like he's journeying with you and we're all like on, like, it's not like one time where I converted and, and that's, and that was that, but there's like, just like these multiple, multiple moments in my life where I feel like I've gone deeper with God, with Jesus, um, and who he is and discovered like who he is to me as well. So I think I really love like seeing that in your life. And thank you for your prayers and always being willing to have those hard conversations around, you know, who God is. And and I know, like, you being my peer, I know a lot of the times you were like, you know, I don't really have the answers because I myself am trying to figure those things out or find those answers. But you've always been willing to, like, hear me out you've always been willing to share the knowledge that you do have without imposing on me so I'm grateful to to have that space in our in our relationship and it's definitely helped me come to where I am like you're the person you know I called you that one day after having nightmares astrology is the devil (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna cut that out No, for <laughs> remember when we were singing that Chris Brown song? <laughs> How did it go? How did it go? Some something Open something about my third eye. We'd but be then we at each other like, like <laughs> he's like, "Don't say that! Don't say it! <laughs> Don't open it! Don't open it! Close it! <laughs> Leave it close! Leave them alone! Do it. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh!" But yes, thank you so much, Maki, for being my go-to person when it comes to, you know, spirituality and God and those conversations. Much needed, much appreciated. No, I appreciate you. It's definitely like, it's mutual because just because I think I'm more confident doesn't mean I'm actually am. And so I, I appreciate like your, your freedom to, to be curious about it has allowed me to be like more free and less rigid and um yeah and i would i will say too like i appreciate you like holding space for both i mean just a few minutes ago you're talking about being sad and that being a very real space that you're in and also like holding these things as well and seeing mm-hmm. both of them i think like we can do that well like as we end the year like holding both um not good and bad, but necessarily just like the different places our heart is. Like even in my job, like a couple of the students that I work with, like they both lost their grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really special to them. And um, part of their like, I don't know, just even growing up as women and their family, just really a close relationship. And they both lost their grandmothers within a week of each other around Thanksgiving. That was just mm-hmm. really hard. Um yeah it's really tough especially being that young like still Mm. in school and stuff so I think that was definitely one thing that I'm holding that's been heavy um and the other thing 
sometimes I avoid reflection. I'm noticing that. I'm like, I think I'm avoiding it. Like even Christmas coming around, like I really did not have Christmas spirit Mm -hmm. um, this year, like at all. You see me, I'm in my sweats. (laughs) (laughs) No respect. I think having kids around definitely helps with that, honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that makes sense. They're all excited. They're actually making cookies for Santa upstairs right now. That's cute. So cute. Yeah. I would say the podcast. Mm, mm, mm. There have been, like, highs and lows wow. about it already. Like, yeah. like, oh, my gosh, what did I get myself into? Mm-hmm. Like, the commitment aspect. I'm like, did I just sign up for 10 yeah. years? I don't know if you felt that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of like a relationship. Like, yeah. Uh, never mind. I, I'm just kidding. I wasn't through. <laughs> we already made the vows. <laughs> we already made the vows. It's too late. No. <laughs> I was crossing my fingers behind my back. <laughs> um, yes. Oh, God. Yeah. Where to even begin with the podcast? Oh, I'm getting my. emotional as you, like, brought that up. Wow. Oh, my. I just... Yeah, I feel like it's just it's just not my story. Like I haven't I don't put myself out there. If anything, 2019 and 2020 taught me was like, don't put yourself out there because you Mm. will get burned. Um, And so to say yes to this was a huge step of faith. Um, And but I'm I'm still really excited uh, that, that that was that's been part of my year especially this fall yeah something to look forward to and just (sighs) grow more as a person as a communicator as a creative yeah what about for you yeah it's been surprisingly just as healing for me as I intended it to be for the people that are listening so I'm beyond grateful to be able to put this out into the world number one with someone like you um because we both have the gift of like speaking into other people's lives and like we both have the gift of like connecting with people and seeing people and empathizing with people Mm -hmm. so I could not pick a better like co-host to do this Mm -hmm. with so that part in itself I am so like I just the words I don't have the words and the support that we've been getting, the ease, the alignment of this podcast. And I yeah. know a lot of people always say, like, if you're doing something that is your purpose or that you're uh, that is aligned for you, the doors will open easily. Like it, there obviously will be highs and lows and like difficulties, but it the flow of it will be a lot easier. It, it won't feel like you're forcing things. And this podcast has felt like a flow like Mm. it hasn't felt like we're forcing anything from the topics to the social media to the creativity to the editing to like a lot of it has just felt easy and natural and like kind of flowy yeah and so I see a lot of alignment um there so I'm really excited I'm excited to see where it goes I'm excited to connect with more people I'm excited to learn like to have like professional people in the mental health field come on and teach us about things that we have questions about yeah so yeah i'm yeah this podcast definitely best way to cap off the year definitely wow that's crazy this is the last episode, last episode. of season one Woo. 
Wow. Let's take a deep what breath. A wow. Just That's soak in this moment. Yeah. A whole season. Oh That's crazy. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> I'm going to cry. I'm hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, I want to uh, cry or laugh. I just feel, yeah, I just feel immensely thankful, yes. like for you, for this opportunity, for the timing, mm-hmm. the support, the listens. Like, I feel like we've just people have just been really listening um, mm-hmm. from all over the place. Like, yeah, we got, from we all got over the world, all over the world. We got people in Singapore listening. <laughs> Did you see Switzerland, Barbados? Oh my gosh, yeah. Denmark, I think I saw. That's wild. It, it's crazy. I, um, I just, yeah. I'm excited for 2021. Yes. Uh, to go off of that, 2021, um, just listening back to this, to the episodes that we've recorded, because yes, sometimes I'd be catching myself listening to whole episodes and going from one episode to the other. That's how I know, you know. It's a good podcast. <laughs> it like ropes me in as if I've never heard the episode yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so one thing I really want to set as a, not just like a New Year's resolution, but I want to be very intentional in saying that I would like to be more authentic um, mm. because the core of me even wanting to launch a podcast was to authentically speak about my experiences and connect with people who that resonates with. And in order to connect with people who are like-minded or who have similar experiences or whatever it is, I need to be authentic. And I feel like sometimes I've lost a little bit of that in, in the episodes because I've been, in my head about either like the production or not wanting to come off a certain way or um, not wanting to offend my family specifically or other Congolese people or offending people in my culture. Um, But I just want to say I love my family. I love my culture. Um, I love what all of those circumstances has created in me, like what it's shaped me to be. Mm. Um, but I also have been hurt a lot by my mm. family. I've also experienced a lot of hurt from my cultural background or my, uh, my religious background. So when I do speak on those, it's not to um, insult anybody or make anybody feel bad or say anybody wasn't a good person. It's just, my way of pursuing wholeness, my way of pursuing healing. And so in 2021, I will get even more real, even more raw, and even more authentic about the topics that we talk about. That's something that I promise you guys hold me accountable. The people that know me, you know, call me out if you hear an episode and you're like, bitch, you lying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I want you guys to hold me accountable to that. But that's something that I definitely promise you guys and I promise to myself. Mm, That's good. I think one thing I want to vow. Vow feels scary. You see, mm-hmm. that's why I'm that's why I'm gonna vow it. 
I don't know if it's being more authentic, but I'm going to, I think I'm going to say I want to be more, um, committed to Mm. bringing my full self. I think there are different Mm. ways that I still keep, um, you know, it's not necessarily boundaries because I think, yeah, we got to put some boundaries like talking about our lives on, on a mic, but I think there are ways that I still like am a bit like retreated and, um, not fully like expressing myself or it's just sometimes in my head, even as we record, like I'll find myself like, Oh my gosh, if this person listens to that, what are they going to say? I'm just even like replaying other times where people have like shut me down or made me feel stupid and just Mm -hmm. imagining that happening, um, because of the podcast and even like scared to like market it sometimes. I'm like, what Mm -hmm. what will people think? Like just, um, a lot of that going on in my head and it's really made me not feel fully committed um just in my own heart and so I think that's one thing like I want to be more committed and more um and just show up more um as a co-host as a creator um yeah that's me I like that I like that and I'm proud of you for um being able to call that out you know what I mean to analyze yourself and your behavior enough to be like okay I see what's happening here and I want to work on that that's Mm -hmm. yeah thanks for the space to learn yeah so to close off our final episode of season one we're gonna give one last self-care tip for this year and this self-care tip is something that I has been a reoccurring theme in my life for the past like week or two um, because of conversations with sp- certain family members. But this the self-care tip of this week is to not don't be afraid to have boundaries and enforce them. Whoo, baby. And I wanted to, I picked this particular self-care tip because it's the holiday season and a lot of us are around family and that tends to be the place where we have the hardest time uh, enforcing our boundaries. But there's nothing better than taking care of yourself when you are in an environment that doesn't feel all the way safe. And that can sound extreme to a lot of people, but a lot of times that's what it is. Sometimes when we're with our families, we feel triggered, we don't feel safe, we don't feel seen. Um, So we end up like compromising a lot of ourselves to accommodate the people around us. And I just want to encourage everybody during this holiday season and beyond that to have your boundaries and don't let anybody tell you Um, that you're difficult or that you are disrespectful or that you are wrong or you any negative thing because you have boundaries have your boundaries enforce the boundaries regardless of who it is whether it's mom dad sister brother cousin wife husband anybody it don't matter who it is outside of yourself protect yourself protect your energy protect your peace of mind and protect all the work that you've been doing on yourself don't let that shit unravel just because it's the holiday season season and you're around more people absolutely say no and mean it say no say no 
and enforce it like what is what does enforcing look like can you give us an example Ooh, enforcing looks like i'm not going to have this conversation with you because whenever we have this conversation i feel disrespected i feel like i have no room to be heard that's setting the boundary right Mm-hmm. And if that person still continues to try to have that conversation, leave the room. That's enforcing mm-hmm. the boundary. That's how hardcore you have to be sometimes. Like, I'm going to give you a warning. I'm going to let you know what the boundary is. Regardless, especially with parents. And this is like, with with people, I think it's easy to do with friends and people that are on your same la- level, like peers. But if I'm going to be very honest, I'm going to say with parents, with parents that feel toxic or that have toxic tendencies, create the line, draw the line in the sand. And when they try to cross it, exit the building, exit the conversation, exit the situation. That's what enforcing looks like for me. That's great. That's good advice. Yeah, just letting them at least respectfully. <laughs> respectfully yeah you're not you're not yelling you're not calling anybody yeah. out of their name you're just sharing like hey i'm i'm not gonna have this conversation um so and you're like warning them you're not like saying like oh you're not just shutting down right you're warning like hey if you do this again like this is what's gonna happen um yeah i think that's great mm-hmm. yeah and and I will say, like, the aftercare for that, because I know for me sometimes when you have to enforce boundaries with people that you're not used to enforcing boundaries with, you can feel kind of like, like the, the bodily responses, mm-hmm. so like maybe the anxiety and the heart racing and like yes. the clammy hands and the hot mm-hmm. and cold. You know, after if you are in a situation like that where you do have to enforce a boundary with someone that you typically have not had to and you feel triggered or you feel anxious, just go outside. And I think in in the States or at least where we are right now, it's cold and it's kind of nice sometimes to step outside in that like super cold air because it like mm-hmm. kind of shocks your system a little bit. Yes. Absolutely. Take a couple deep breaths. Do after you've had to do that and you feel that bodily response, do something then to counteract that whole um in what do you call it? Exchange that whole in interaction. Interaction. Um, something that makes you feel good, whether that's moving your body, going for a walk, putting on your AirPods, playing some gospel music, play music, playing a meditation, whatever that, that looks like, make sure that you have aftercare for that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Aftercare. That's so good. That's so good, Samantha. That's where I've, I've, uh, I've fallen short, (laughs) set the boundary and then not take care of myself afterwards. One thing that I've done actually is I've made a point to like, especially if I know that I'm going to set a boundary I like let a friend know. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna set this boundary with this person. It might go bad, so like, I'm gonna give you a call afterwards, just so mm-hmm. you can talk me down the cliff. You know what I mean? Yes, like, that's that's a good one too. But yeah, thank you guys for listening, hanging with us this yes. whole season. Oh my gosh, guys, we have a lot of amazing amazing content plan for season two so stay tuned uh, we're gonna take a nice little break we'll be back on january 16th i believe, I believe yes 
Yeah. January 16th. So look out for that. Other than that, you guys can definitely contact us um, via Gmail. Um, that's amiholyitpodcast at gmail.com. Definitely on Instagram, amiholyitpodcast. Um, we'll definitely be putting things up, um, like posts, things on our story, maybe even some like listener engagement stuff. So we definitely want to hear your voice on there. Um, yeah. We want to hear from you even during the break. So yes, take care of yourselves and we'll see you guys next year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. And talk to you guys soon. Talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye.